Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur Show. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. For anyone who's out there, you can find us on Instagram at Justin the Food Entrepreneurs. You can also find me personally at Justin Bizarro on Instagram, Threads, TikTok, and Facebook. Sorry, there's a lot there. I'm told I need to keep promoting those things. And also, if you want to listen to this show or any of the other shows we're releasing this fall, uh, or re-releasing, I should say, you can find us on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts. So, I have back with us a very special two people, a very special couple, a group of, I would say, a group of entrepreneurs because their whole family is, is entrepreneurial in mindset, and they hold a very special place in my heart. Uh, I didn't know them before Daniel first came onto the podcast way back in January. I think we talked about this. It was Christmas Eve, day after Christmas when they reached out to us and we got them, or I got Daniel on the podcast. We got Daniel on the podcast. And it's been a pretty incredible friendship and journey ever since this podcast while I don't know all the individuals that come on here I would say that a lot of the individuals and entrepreneurs that come on here uh, end up becoming friends or business minded individuals I talk to on a regular basis it can be overwhelming the more episodes I do the more entrepreneurs I bring on here the more my text messages uh, fill up in my my voicemail but it is a a gift uh, to have such blessings in my life it is a gift to be able to have the experience, the exposure, and the education I have in food, uh, in being an entrepreneur across multiple industries, to be able to do a show like this. You know, I'm very humbled on a regular basis by how many people reach out at this point and thank me for doing the show, uh, thank them for the message the entrepreneurs are giving. And, you know, realize that they're growing from what, from listening to this show. Uh, There's a lot of individuals that, and someone just reached out to me the other day, his business went from just over $500,000 to well over $11 million over the last three years by listening to this show. He started at episode one and has gone all the way through all the episodes. He says, one of the primary reasons he said he listens to another a lot of other podcasts, but when it comes to food, he can hear the principles that he's learning from other entrepreneur shows, but actually put into practice through the entrepreneurs on this show in food related things because food is different. We do have recipes, we keep track of a lot of different inventory items and ingredients for recipes. So we have different employee issues in the world right now with what's going on in the scarcity in food service and employees. So it's pretty cool. Um, I also appreciate anyone who's out there that that does appreciate what we're doing because we have worked hard at this. I have been working at this for almost five years trying to build this podcast. I've had a lot of ups and downs and times where I felt like quitting or I uh, felt like giving up or we struggled through COVID and we tried to do in-person interviews and went to that format right in the middle of COVID. So it hurt us pretty badly. We pivoted into something that didn't work out and we had to cancel, you know, over 50 interviews that we had lined up. 
So that's just the way things are. Uh, that's the, the nature of the beast. And, you know, God works in mysterious ways. I think he got me to a point where we've had the consistency now where almost we're almost at a year where we've gotten to a point where we've been persistent and released an episode every other day or every day. We went for about three months, um, November or sorry, December through February, uh, December, January, February, those three months where we're actually releasing an episode every day. And now we've switched to a format of releasing an episode every other day because we are, like I said, also working on three other shows as we're doing this show. So that's long-winded. I apologize, guys. But I wanted to give everyone an update there and just say thank you. I really, really appreciate everyone out there. I appreciate all the entrepreneurs that have come on the show. And the audience around the world, we're in 140-plus countries that's incredible in a world that has less than 200 countries in it right now. So, you know, that's just amazing. And I appreciate everyone out there listening in and the tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of downloads that we're getting. So thank you guys. Thank you for the listens. Thank you for the feedback. Thank you for the five-star reviews. Thank you for the whatever highest reviews you can do, depending on the syndication. Thank you for the comments. Thank you for the subscribing to the show or following the show or whatever it is on the platform that you're listening into. It means a lot and it does not go unnoticed. And I pray for all of you guys out there. I pray that all of you find the answers to your struggles through this podcast. If that's what I could do and I can help be a facilitator from the message of the entrepreneurs to the audience out there, then I feel that this podcast has been worth it. So... That being said, I have Daniel and Rebecca Thomas of Beyond Gravy from Nashville, Tennessee back with us. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Good. Thanks for having us back on. Yeah, absolutely. Doing pretty good as well. Thank you. You guys have spent some time with with me quite a bit recently and working on Futopia, the TV show we're working on, and um, got your little, you're part of the sizzle reel that's going to go out here soon and that's pretty exciting yes sir i like that sizzle reel yeah like it's it. it's a sizzle <laughs> it's to give everyone heat everyone up to what's coming and uh i like it so let's talk guys i know the last time we talked on the show and i learned a lot about you guys through the Futopia experience uh, actually spending that amount of time with you having the crew of Foodtopia uh, talk to you guys and work with you guys and spend time with you guys and, you know, film you guys. It's kind of crazy because you, you know, you, you get to know people, but you know, you get to know more and more about them, especially as you work more and more with them. How did, how was that experience for you guys? What did you think about being on screen, doing the interviews, the cameras in your face, um, the interview process i mean how was that for you guys uh for me i was a little nervous at first just because i've never done anything like that but once we were into it it was it was really fun yeah i i I would say the same thing it was it's not that i went into it being nervous just more uh an unsurety of how everything was going to work all the all the different pieces coming together but once we got started and and that initial 
few minutes of, of knowing where to look and where not to look. <laughs> Just, um, <clears throat> it seemed to go really smooth after that. And, and everybody that was there just, made it such a smooth and fun process. I mean, we got to learn all kinds of things like how, you know, just different angles of, of picture taking and filming of food and, and people, how things can change and how you can, how shadows work. I mean, just the inner workings of that was really interesting to me because I told Daniel afterwards when I saw some of the pictures of our food, I said, Oh my gosh, I had no idea food could look so sexy. <laughs> Cause it's, it's so, it's yeah. awesome. It's awesome. And so we are so glad that we are, are getting to be a part of something like that because it's not anything we ever dreamed. So we're, yeah. we're excited. It's a huge blessing for sure. For sure. It's really cool because I think that the experience for you guys, I mean, it was for me, it's just, it's, you know, it's a new experience. It's something that when you started your business, you never thought that you would get get to where you are already. I mean, it may, you may thought, hey, I have dreams of growing this, but now you're talking about people recognizing it, being on a TV show, for me being a host like how all that starts to impact you and you start getting for you guys I feel like it's a validation or a verification that you're doing the right thing or that your food actually is as good as you think it is for lack of a better term is that something you guys feel yeah that was another cool thing about the recording for Foodtopia was just to get to see uh, Steve and uh, Stuart's reactions to everything and Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. Just, and, and I, just to see their sheer excitement of tasting things and, and, and things that they said about our food were like, Oh my gosh, because you know, it's, it's, we've had a lot of people tell us, Oh, it's really good. I really like this. Or I really like that. But not all of those people have some sort of a food background. And so, yes, it's awesome to hear people say that, but when someone who's been in the business and, and goes around and tastes all kinds of food from all over says, Hey, this is really good. You guys have got something here. It really, it, it, it really does. Like you said, it, it like validates what we're doing and like, okay, all right. I think we're doing good. We've got this. We're, Let's just keep pushing. Let's continue to grow. And we've got something here that, that people like. And so let's keep going. Let's keep spreading it. I love this. You know, what was your what was your favorite part of that experience of, of being able to do that? Um, what was your guys' favorite part, each of you? Uh, well, my favorite part? Um, so I've always, I've always told you that when we first saw you try our pig rolls and your eyes got really big and you could like see the, the fireworks going off in your mouth and all the different tastes going across your tongue, just through your facial expressions and your eyes and all of that. I saw that when Steve tried the pig rolls, he took that, he took that first initial bite and he was like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, his eyes were just so big and he was so excited about that. And he just had this big old smile on his face. And that was awesome to me. I just, it was totally awesome. And then, and then 
and then when um, Aaron and Stuart were talking about how much weight comes with our pig pen and how they were so excited to just start diving into it and tasting it, they were just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so uh, it, it, the whole thing was great, but those two things really stuck out to me. So uh, For me, I, I, I think it would be just the fact that all of your whole crew you guys would do and record all this stuff for us it's just incredible like the whole process was awesome but just that it's being done to help promote us and our business is yeah. is yeah it's i don't even know what to say it's awesome <laughs> yeah i would agree with that as well i i um i really liked the intimacy of the interview process where we got to sit in there and the lighting was just right, and it was just kind of very relaxed. We got to sit in there and just answer some questions and kind of feed off of each other's vibe and, and piggyback on each other's answers, and um, I really liked that. That was a really cool setting. I love this because I it that was new for me, and I, I think what they created there was pretty incredible. I think it was mm -hmm. just spot on. And, um, you know, and what comes out of the creativity of humans' minds is just one of those cool things in life. I, you know, it's it, how they see it, how they saw the shadowing, how they set everything up, the art there. I think a lot of people don't realize, a lot of humans don't realize the art that goes into it, the thought process that goes into and how many hours you spend setting up stuff like that or, or trying to capture the perfect shot or the perfect interview and the lighting and all that. It's, it's pretty incredible. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I it, was blown away. Yeah, it was cool. I, I really enjoyed watching them filming the, the shots of the food, just kind of like what you're saying, just seeing the whole process to, to make those shots. It was, uh, uh, it's just a lot of a lot of work, a lot of expertise, and a yeah, it's cool. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about some of the things we talked about on there because I think that I have a lot of. We've talked about the food before. We've talked about your menu before, but I really want to just go through it again and talk about some of the things you guys are working on. We've obviously, I mean, as Stuart said, that you guys have the best gravy in Nashville. Uh, and mm -hmm. I and I agree with that. You know, I'm probably going to get a lot of yeah. pushback on this in the South and what Southern gravy actually is. But the reality is, is I don't even know how to describe it. But you know, it's that sweet, savory, spicy thing that goes on, and it's good with everything. You know, we talked about pig rolls and the pig pen, and your your your. Uh, biscuit sandwich basically breakfast sandwich that that you know as steven said if you dropped it it would cause an earthquake <laughs> and, he's so charismatic i love him <laughs> yeah it's really good and the uh and he's really good on camera i mean so there is that i mean he just naturally it's something that i feel like he is really good at and he's worked really hard at yeah it, it shows too because yeah, when as soon as he started talking on there, like I, it was like an instant smile from me. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I mean, he just rolls right with it. You can tell he has experience in the industry. You can tell that he's worked at it. 
He's done his classes, he's done his education in acting and in photography and in filmmaking, you know, and spent some time in the business. So, you know, it's just like, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and he's very confident when he's on camera. I mean, just, well, and even off camera, but when he's on camera, the confidence that he exudes, it spills out onto everybody else and it almost puts like, it, it almost relaxes you like, okay, look at that. He's, it's we can do this just follow follow his lead we can we can do this he's here he'll help guide us and he's just very confident and really good at what he does so it it watching him do it it kind of made me feel more at ease like okay just go with it just be yourself just you know don't try too hard just be confident in what you're saying be confident in what you have and so i like i i love the air of confidence that he has not in a not in um not in an arrogant way, a very good way, like a helpful way. Like he's like your biggest cheerleader confidence kind of thing. Yeah, I I agree with you. He does root for everyone around him. uh, And he is very confident when he's working. You know, he has a lot of confidence there. And I think he bestows that upon other people by being around him. I think that's one of his his qualities as well. Yeah, it's it's great. I, I I really like that about him. The um, from from your guy's standpoint, let's go through the the menu a little bit here in details. And I know we've done it in other episodes, and and so everyone knows we've. I don't even know what number episode this is we've done, but we've done a lot together, and uh, <laughs> I think this is number four. Yes, yeah. this is number and, four. Um. It's because it's I get confused now with the Foodtopia stuff, you know, but I yeah. think I want to, and I know we've talked about it before, and we went through the menu before in previous episodes, but I think now that we've done the show, people can see it on camera. If you guys want to reference that, you'll, by the time this comes out, there will be a link on my Instagram and Facebook. You can go on my link tree and you'll see a uh, link to the episode as well, or the sizzle reel as we call it. Um, and I know that you'll be able to go to Beyond Gravy and they're going to be reposting it here soon. So let's talk about the food a little bit again uh, because I didn't, you know, we we haven't always talked about the sourcing and we haven't always talked about the how you guys get stuff from the, the farmer's market and stuff like that at times. I know it's not every time. But mm-hmm. let's go through a little bit of... You know, well, a sausage gravy. Let's talk about the sausage gravy again. I know one of the secrets. Hey, don't, don't forget the bacon. It's all yeah. about the bacon. It's all about the bacon. <laughs> yeah. So I think that that's the thing that makes it a difference. And, you know, I've heard so many different versions of the story now. I think it's interesting, um, not that they're different in versions, but it's actually more details or different details that sort of line it up. And it's interesting because I never realized that I did realize it was a family recipe. I just didn't realize that you had already that it was you finding what I would call Blue Ocean. If anyone's ever read the Blue Ocean Strategy book, you basically stumbled upon a Blue Ocean in that there wasn't their Southern gravy. Don't get me wrong, Southern you know sausage gravy, but it didn't have the flavor profile and the deliciousness of what you had experienced growing up, Daniel. And, 
you know, yeah. so I have a few questions. Like, let's talk about the gravy a little bit. I know it was your father's recipe. Like, did you grow up eating this gravy? Yes, sir. It, it definitely it evolved over time to more closer to like what we do now. But uh, like, I've always loved it, and I, I was never able to really eat gravy at restaurants because my pops is so much better. I mean, I, I just I'm blown away by this. He. Like, where did the recipe originate from? Is it something that he just picked up? Is it something that was so, passed down to your family? Like, I'm just curious because, you know, I, I experiment in the kitchen, don't get me wrong. But to where it is, the how delicious it is now and how it's evolved, I've got to imagine that it started somewhere. Yeah, it, it, he learned from uh, his mom, my grandma. And uh, th- it was more of just the traditional you know sawmill gravy because that was back in times were hard back then uh so you had to make do with what you had and if you had bacon fat and some flour and milk that's you know that's what you had so i mean that's that's the roots of it you know just necessity of, of using what you have and you know he eventually started he learned from her and then started doing it and just learned different things and just added more things into it and and we we did our little twist on it once once I got a hold of the recipe and here we are. <laughs> yeah, Dwayne, uh, Daniel's dad, Dwayne, his pops as he refers to him, he's always ever since I've known him, he's he's been in the kitchen. He's not a he's not a cook or a chef by trade or anything, but he's always enjoyed cooking. When they would go out on the on the construction site because that's their background. Uh, he would stay in the truck and he had the truck set up, had like a little makeshift kitchen in there and he would make big old breakfast for the whole crew. And so he would be there cooking while everybody was working. Um, And so he was always trying different things, adding a little bit of this seasoning, adding a little bit of that spice and just being able to try what came together and how it tasted. It was, it was, it was, it was always exciting and kind of an adventure to see, okay, what did he come up with this time? (laughs) So, um, so yeah. And, and it was like every, I would say every Christmas morning we would all get together, the whole family, everybody. Um, so like different individual families, we'd all get together and, um, we'd go to Dwayne's house for breakfast and he would have this big, huge spread of breakfast and biscuits and gravy were always, always there fresh homemade biscuits the gravy um and i mean i would i would slather that gravy on my eggs on my some maybe some toast i mean everything so it's yeah it's been around for it's been around since i've known them and that's uh, well over that's well over 25 years so yeah this is um this is interesting because you talking about that reminds me of the pig pen, which mm-hmm. is basically sausage, biscuits, hash browns, and then the gravy smothered on the top. Is that correct? Oh, eggs, egg souffle, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. So you've got the we use we use the tater tots on the bottom, and then you've got the chunks of sausage links that we cut up. And then you've got the, um, yeah, like the scram- the egg souffle and then a chunked up biscuit and then 
um, the gravy all on top of that. Yeah. Do do you guys have? I mean, you you have four items on your menu right now. Basically, you have the uh, biscuits and gravy. You can get it in a half portion as well. You have the pig rolls, which we just talked about. You know, they're my number one. If anyone's already listened to the other podcasts, the number two and number three, they'll know that I'm hands down. I think that that's your your most amazing product that you created. Uh, I do would say that that this sausage the sausage gravy is out of this world. I mean, we did we did three different. Um, entrepreneurs the day we started trying to film sizzle reels and prepare for a pilot episode for Futopia and sort of work through that and starting to work through the kinks and and get what it's like to run a show under our belt um the Nash Dogs was one and uh, uh Pepper Fire Chicken was the other that day I ate so much of your food in the morning and I really had to like pace myself for the rest of the day and it's Sorry not that, the, that their food wasn't good. It's, I love Pepper Fire and I love Nash Dogs. Don't get me wrong. But I was like, the problem with your gravy is it's addicting. I mean, it's literally something I think about on a regular, regular, regular day. When I knew I was recording you guys today, I literally, like, it's like I'm Pavlov's dog. Talk about Beyond Gravy's uh, sausage gravy and I start literally salivating. And this is not like to be funny. This is the real deal. Like it's in my mouth. I think about it in the flavors. But let's talk a little bit about the menu real quick. Just those four items. Like we talked about the pig pen and I mean, it's huge. It must be two, three pounds worth of food by the time you get it. I mean, it weighs a ton. And I, I don't think that there's anyone else out there, particularly in the food space, that's giving such a, a healthy portion of food. I think you, Daniel, once said you called it the Thanksgiving of breakfast. Why is that? Yep. Yes. Why? why? Just because it, just because it's so much food, and it's like a, it's like a full spread of different stuff, and then you're ready for a nap after you eat it. Yep. It's it's um I, I dubbed it that because of the fact that after um. Pretty much everybody that comes back to us after they've eaten it, they're like, oh, man, that was so good. I needed a nap after that. (laughs) So I was just like, yep, that's why we call it the Thanksgiving of breakfast, (laughs) because you want to take a nap after it. I mean, it has all the essentials of breakfast in it. Like I said, the egg souffle, the actual sausage, the sausage gravy, the biscuit, and the hash browns. Which, Mm -hmm. your guys' hash browns, I mean, you just do them in an air fryer which is incredible. You're not deep frying them. You're doing them in a healthier way and they taste incredible. You guys have really perfected that. And you do the pig rolls in an air fryer, if I'm not mistaken. Fried to perfection, I think is what you guys call it. Uh, or a golden brown. What is that? There's a saying you air use. Fried with... to a cr- air fried to a crispy golden brown. Well, yeah, <laughs> there you go. I think, and that's true. I mean, they are perfect. They, the, they're not too hard. They're not too soft. Um, and everything's like perfectly melted in the middle, especially when you dip it in the sausage gravy. And so like it's a perfect blend of bacon and sausage and cheese. I don't know how else to describe it to everyone. You're not going to find it anywhere else. And it's way better than a Hot Pocket. So <laughs> thank, you. thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> so how like 
let's talk about a little bit of where your menu's going because you guys are you guys are obviously know that the business is a year old, right? Uh, or more than a year old since you started your pop-ups. But your your menus evolved a little bit and you've got these these anchor items, but you are working on new creations and new items and things that you're trying to bring to your menu. Um, what are some of those things and why? Like I think you, we were talking about chocolate the other day maybe and yeah. um, Nutella, but what are some of these things that you guys are working on? Where are some things that have failed? What are some of the things that you feel that are going to complement your menu? We've definitely experimented with quite a few different options with like the pig rolls. Yeah. Uh, but we haven't, any of them that we've experimented with haven't been like, um, like, uh, I don't know, like just off the charts amazing. Like they were good, but it just wasn't, and we didn't feel like it was worthy of being on our trailer. So. And maybe it was because it just wasn't the right time to introduce it or just because we had other things going on, but. Um, I know we've we've had quite a few people ask us if we serve chocolate gravy. Um, for me, that just sounds strange. I'm not from the South, though, so you don't have chocolate gravy on the West Coast, at least not anywhere I've I've lived. <laughs> and so when people down uh, around here have asked about it, I was like, that's kind of weird, but okay. <laughs> so um, earlier this summer, at the beginning of the summer, um, a marina had asked us to come out and kind of kick off summer as one of the food trucks to serve their their patrons there and all the boaters and families. And so when we went down there, one of the people that work at the marina asked us, hey, do you guys do chocolate gravy? And we're like, no, but people ask us about that. What is the deal with it? And he was talking to us about it, describing it. And I was like, okay, well, next time we come to the marina, we're going to have some chocolate gravy just for you. And you let us know if we've, if we've got a good thumbs up or if we need to keep working on it. So that's actually, I put out a poll on um, our, our Beyond Gravy Facebook page uh, saying, okay, guys, on this chocolate gravy, do you prefer more of a, of a dark chocolatey, almost not bitter, but kind of bitter-ish chocolate gravy, like dark chocolate, or more of like a <clears throat> sweet, like milk chocolate? And so I got some answers on that and have just kind of asked around. So we're actually going to be taking some, um, making some chocolate gravy when we go to the marina this weekend for Labor Day, because they asked us to come back out and serve. And uh, we're gonna let um, we're gonna let uh, that that um, marina employee. His name is Zach. Actually, we're gonna ask. We're gonna let him try it and tell us if we've got if we've got something here. And if so, we'll kind of add that as a as a fun thing to our menu on our A frame. Hey, check out our chocolate gravy today. Now serving uh, and just kind of see how that works. And if people really like it and and are asking more and more for that, we may just add that to our menu as 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 an additional item that they can you know choose from on our menu and, and keep it more of a of a an all-the-time thing rather than just a here and there kind of special for today so that's one thing we're working on and then definitely of course all of the different pig roll flavors so um yeah we've got our we've got we've got some of those uh pig roll flavors written out the the recipe or ingredients, if you will, for those pig rolls. And it's just a matter of putting them together, trying them out, getting people's feedback and things like that. So. And, and also sourcing the, the, the ingredients from the, yeah. like the uh, 
place that we want to source it from. Yeah, yeah. We're, we, we try to buy what we can locally. Obviously, some stuff we can't get locally or it's not as cost effective to buy it locally. So we do have to get it from big box stores. But if we can buy stuff locally and get it locally sourced, that's what we want to do. So, you know, peppers from some of the farmer's markets uh, that we want to use in some of our things. So um, the vegetables and, and the meats and whatnot are a lot easier, of course, um, to locally source. It's just a matter of when they're in stock or in season and, and who has what. So, but that's kind of what we're working on as far as menu items go. Yeah, I'll be interested to see because I think you guys are starting to tap into that local sourcing, the farmer's markets, the local farms, you use a local butcher. They process the sausage for you guys and the bacon. They chop it for you guys and, you know, that relationship. And they season it, too, with local seasoning. So, yeah. There you go. And what's the name of that butcher shop again? I'm sorry. Uh, Tags Meat. Tags. T-A-G-Z. Yep. T-A-G-Z. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, I think that that's one of the things that this has helped you guys grow. It's your belief in the support of each other and the other food trucks around you. But to my point, I'm interested to see what happens because I think you guys have become more aware of locally sourcing and supporting the the individuals or the farms or the other food entrepreneurs around you. And mm-hmm. it's been interesting to see how some of the menu may develop around that. I think as you guys grow as a business, I, I think that you're going to be influenced by those environments. And I think some of your items that you guys are going to create, maybe even the pig rolls, will be complemented by what does tags have, for example, or what does the local farm have, or you know, there's lots of bison in Tennessee. I'd be interested to see what happens if there's a a, pig, a, a, a bison roll there in the mix. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, or a buff roll, I guess, would be a cool name for it. Though technically, <laughs> I guess they're not buffalo. Everyone keeps telling me that they're not buffalo, even though the that they're, people call them buffalo. But it's um, it's interesting. So... One of the things that I, I'm going to ask you guys is how, I mean, how does the menu creation or how did these ideas come up? Like, do you guys work on them together? Is it something Daniel works on? Is it something Rebecca works on? Like, who really takes on what I would call the research and development or the experimental phase in trying these recipes? Like, do you guys both take it on? How does that work? How do you guys give feedback to each other? Like, what does that look like? I would say, honestly, God kind of provided all the extra menu items past biscuits and gravy because it was just things that people, like the pig pen, uh, the market director at the Smyrna Farmer's Market told us about the uh, bird's nest. And we kind of, from there, we just looked up the bird's nest and was like, okay, we can do this. We can do something similar, but we don't have all the birds in it. We got a bunch of pigs in it. So, I mean, that's how the, that's how the pig pin came about. Um, the breakfast sandwich was, uh, Alberto with mission tacos. Uh, he, he saw us out there the first couple weekends in the trailer and he's like, y'all need to get more stuff on your menu. Let's, let's get together and do a menu building session. So later that week we sat down and that's when we, 
came up with doing the breakfast sandwich, which is a, is a big hit too. So. And yeah. And it's, 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 it, it's kind of to say what Daniel's saying about, um, you know, it's a God thing. It's, it's people that he has put in our lives that are contributing and, and giving us ideas for, for a, a menu expansion. So, I mean, I mean, even... There's no, there's really no other way to say it. I mean, it's 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 who he's put in our lives and and, and who he's um, gifted us with, I guess. I mean, and and like with with you, uh, you've given us ideas and thoughts, and with your knowledge and and everything is just coming together. <laughs> and there's no other. It's it's not a way that any. It's not by any human hand. I know that. Um, it, there's no way it could be by any human hand. So we know that everything that that has happened and and all the opportunities that we've been given is is it's because God has, has has put those people in our path. So it's kind of where it comes from. What um like how off how much feedback do you guys actually get like this on a regular basis because i i'm just wondering is it can it be overwhelming or are there ideas that come to you where you're like yeah we're not going to do that or most of the things that are coming from your customers and your consumers stuff that you guys actually consider that there's an element of what i would say a good idea in there um There have been a few customers that have have uh, most customers don't give us anything as far as like oh hey you guys should add this to your menu or add that to your menu it's more like hey we really like your menu everything's really good thanks but we have had a few people um for instance with the chocolate gravy um asking us for for other items or saying hey have you ever thought of which then kind of put that idea and those thoughts in our mind and like, okay, I think maybe we could introduce something like that. So, um, yeah, customers have, have, have mentioned things as well, but there are some times when people have asked us some things and we're just like, yeah, that, I mean, we, not to them, but to our, each other in private, we're like, yeah, I don't think that's something we want to add to our menu, but you know, okay. Um, I, I would say most of the feedback is just people coming back like that was really good. That yeah, was, that was great. Where can we find you at next? Yeah. What um, what do you think your what is your most successful menu item? Do you think? It honestly depends where we're at and kind of the demographics of the crowd. If uh. Like when we go to Penn's Mechanical in Nashville uh, during a day, like a Saturday day, it's a lot of families around. So breakfast sandwiches go like crazy because kids love breakfast sandwiches, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> breakfast sandwiches and, the, and pig rolls because at that location, you want ha good handheld food and things you can walk around with. And so, of course, the pig rolls are exactly that. Um, when we go to... Um, some of the trucking companies we've gone to, well, the truckers there are really receptive to the pig pens. So we sell a ton of the pig pens at, at, at the bigger trucking companies. Um, and when we're at the farmer's market, it, it truly is a little mix of everything. I think, I think, uh, looking at the numbers, 
um, at the end of the day, okay, how many breakfast sandwiches did we sell? How many biscuits and gravy did we sell? It's they're all pretty close within a within one or two or three of each other. So it's it, it's a good mix at the at the um, farmers market. So I think it really. Then, it really just depends, and I, I was I was surprised actually when we went down to the marina. The majority of what we sold was biscuits and gravy. I would have thought, being at the marina, when people are wanting to go and take their breakfast out on the boat, I would have thought they would have wanted more of like an easier handheld thing. But no, it was all biscuits and gravy and pig pens. <laughs> there were some pig rolls and breakfast sandwiches sold, but the majority of those were those big heavier meal items that you had to eat with a fork and not just pick up with your hands. So um, I, I, I think it really does just depend on the demographics of, of the event we're serving at really. What are your, what are each of your favorites on the menu? Uh, my favorite, both of our favorites is the pig rolls. Pig rolls, hands down. And, and I think I've said this before, I was the last one on board, if you will, to try them because um. Yeah, Daniel. One day, I, I was telling him, I was like, "Man, I'm hungry. I don't want to eat anything too heavy right now." And he goes, "Well, have you tried the pig rolls yet?" And I was like, "No, I don't want to try the pig rolls." He goes, "Why?" It's like, "I don't know." Okay, fine. I'll try the pig rolls. <laughs> not that I didn't believe in our product, but you know, trying not to cook the stuff that we're going to serve to <laughs> to our customers. But I was like, "Okay, I'm going to try them. I'm going to go ahead and try them." And when I tried them, I was like, "Holy cow! This is what I've been missing out on. What the heck? Why didn't you tell me sooner?" He goes, "I tried to." I, you. <laughs> I yeah, love. I just. <laughs> I love that you love the pig rolls. Go ahead, Rebecca. I'm sorry. I just love the pig rolls. I love them. I love them. They're they're just so good. Yeah. Yeah, flavorful. Yeah. Uh, it's the portability it's for me also. Like people will be able to take them and walk with them and dip in the gravy. Like, and I know you guys are looking at like possibly having you know ways to do that and and take those things with you. But it's just incredible what's going on there. I think that you've discovered something that is like and we live in a, a portable world now everyone wants food as they walk you know everyone wants sort of the carnival food to go you know the walking taco the the um the you know that's why pretzels are so popular the hot pretzels people take them to go or the hot dogs are so easy to walk with and eat yeah. so what about you daniel what's your favorite item on the menu um i the pig rolls too it's it's the same uh I, like i love biscuits and gravy and, and the anything i could put the gravy on it's good so <laughs> um but yeah pig rolls because it's just so flavorful and uh just it's not a super huge amount of food for whatever reason i don't i can't eat as much as i used to so i i don't have that problem I uh I've been I I don't have that problem at all. I find myself eating more than I usually eat right now, which is good because there was a while there where I wasn't hungry at all for a few months when I was going through a health issue. But, you know, now I can't stop eating, which is totally a little bit scary and uh like got to get control of that. But I I'm generally I eat pretty healthy. But I would eat. That's probably why it's good. I'm not in Nashville all the time. I'd probably visit you guys all the time and, and eat a pig pen like three times a day because I I love the pig rolls. They blow me away. But, jeez, do I love that pig pen. Oh, my gosh. All the 
and breakfast is my favorite meal, you know, I, I love cheeseburgers, don't get me wrong, and I love, like, sandwiches, I don't know why those are my favorite foods, like, I, and I don't eat a lot of bread, funny enough, but I love breakfast, I don't know why, I don't love, I'm not, a, I like waffles, and I like pancakes, I like them, but I love eggs, and hash browns, and tater tots, and sausage gravy, and I love biscuits, and I love sausage and bacon, and I mean, people don't like this. I'll even eat scrapple. I'll I, I'll eat it. I love it. I love breakfast ham, and I love breakfast steak, and you know, Cracker Barrel is like growing up one of the favorite places I'd stop at, although their sausage gravy is not anything compared to you guys, and um, I will say that, and you know, it's interesting because the breakfast market is growing. We just saw uh, Cracker Barrel buy uh, Maple Street uh, Biscuit Company. Uh, I think that's what their proper name is. And, you know, it's, it it just shows that when the industry that you guys are in is growing. So as we sort of wrap up this episode and, and get ready to go right into another one, where can we, they, the audience find you guys online how do they know where you guys are going to be located? If they're in Nashville and they want to find you guys, how do they find you guys? How do they get your food? Where can they find you? So our website is beyondgravy.com. There's a little tab at the top that says where to find us. It'll take you straight to our schedule um, and it'll give you a list of our schedule for I think the next three months or so. And if you click into that, it'll take you to Street Food Finder, which it'll bring you up our entire menu or our entire, um, I guess, menu of events, if you will, um, and our menu. Um, and it'll tell you everywhere we're going to be. You can, uh, that our, our schedules are posted weekly on Sunday afternoon at two o'clock on Facebook. We also try and um, post that on Instagram. Um, letting people know where we're going to be. And anytime we are at a location, we will put out a little blurb. Hey, this is where we're at today. We're going to be here until the, from this time to this time. Come see us. We want to serve you. Um, so we're constantly letting people know where we're at, what we're doing, um, and inviting you to come out and eat with us. So beyondgravy.com, um, Facebook at Beyond Gravy, Instagram beyond underscore gravy and street food finder so those are where you can find us at awesome thank you guys so much for coming on the show everyone in the audience thank you guys for sharing the episodes thank you for always pushing beyond gravy your guys episodes do really well daniel and rebecca have a lot of fans and friends out there that really (laughs) push the episodes it's kind of incredible how fast it gets out there and uh thank you guys thank you for giving it five-star reviews again thank you for the comments thank you for supporting the podcast thank you guys for sharing it word of mouth all over the world thank you guys it is appreciated our goal is here to um, help entrepreneurs out there help individuals and and humans who want to be in food entrepreneurial space and create their own legacies and create their own financial independence and create something that their family can can grow after them and so it's kind of cool to see it that it's all over the world and and being a food entrepreneur uh, is the number one profession around the world how many people even in suppressed governments have markets and restaurants and go to have farmers markets and are farmers producing food 
you know, it may not always look as free as an entrepreneur, but they are out there and we are supporting them and we are spreading the message. So thank you everyone for listening again. In Again, you can find us on Instagram at Justin the Food Entrepreneurs. DM us if you have any questions for the entrepreneurs on the show or DM us if you'd like to be on the show. With that being said, you can also find this show and any of the other shows we do on Spotify or wherever else you guys grow yourself through podcasts. Thank you guys. I love you and we're out.